Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story by Omri Navat that he first shared on the show in August of 2012. Here's Omri now with a story we call, I Wonder. I grew up in a very secular family. We had almost no religion. We never mentioned God. We didn't talk about spirit or anything like that. We celebrated the Jewish holidays, but in a very non-religious way. And around five years ago, I started doing yoga. I took on yoga primarily as a bodily exercise, but as I got deeper into it, I found myself changing a little bit. and. My heart was opening up. I found myself getting less tense and more calm. My anger kind of melted away. And I just felt myself getting softer and more compassionate. And it became an important part of my life. And I decided that I needed to explore that side of things, the spiritual side of yoga. And I wasn't sure exactly how I would do that. But one day I got this email from a friend of a friend through a mailing list, and it was kind of obscure and random, for this spiritual retreat. All I knew about it was it was a spiritual retreat for gay men who practice alternative spirituality. And I thought, this would be a safe space for me to explore whatever it is that I'm going through. So I was a little embarrassed. I didn't tell anybody about the trip. I borrowed my parents' car and drove 11 hours and ended up at the Between the Worlds Festival in the middle of the woods of Ohio. And I first realized that something was a little bit off when I introduced myself to people. And I introduced myself as Omri and they said, oh wow, is that your magical name? And I said, no, that's, that's just my given name. And they had names like Dionysus and Shadow Wolf and star dancer. And the guys looked a little different than me. They had mohawks and crazy ear piercings and pentagram tattoos. And I realized I had ended up in gay pagan witch camp. We started the festival by getting into a circle and all holding hands. We took one deep grounding breath and all chanted Om together. And I thought to myself, okay, this isn't that bad. I'm used to chanting Om. I can do this. There was one gentleman, Odin, who was the leader of Between the Worlds. And he was a large, jolly man, very gregarious. You could hear his laughter echoing through the woods no matter where you were. He said, and now I'd like to call in the Brotherhood of the Spectrum Blade. In March, ten guys wearing white togas with red sashes, carrying toy tridents and swords, 
and the Brotherhood of the Spectrum Blade knelt before Odin, and Odin said, I charge you with protecting the men of the Between the Worlds Festival. And the Brotherhood of the Spectrum Blade stood up and aimed their tridents into the sky and asked the god and goddess to protect us so that we can do our sacred work. And I thought, holy shit, I am way out of my element. What have I gotten myself into? Then Odin invites the weather witches to come into the center of the circle. And five men wearing scarves and skirts pranced into the circle. And they ask us all to imagine a giant disc with a five-mile radius floating into the sky to protect us from inclement weather so that we can do our sacred work for the week. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what I'm thinking to myself at this point. <laughs> I'm like, where am I? How did I get here? <laughs> I spent the next few days in the festival, walking around aimlessly, feeling like I didn't belong, and thinking that these aren't my people. I felt self-conscious and lonely and awkward in my own skin, and didn't really know what to do or where to go. I ended up talking to one guy named Aaron. He was a polyamorous Wiccan with two boyfriends that he left back home, something that I completely wasn't used to. But Aaron and I had a lot in common. We shared a common interest in music. We both liked M83 and Laurie Anderson, Radiohead and Bright Eyes. So we played music for each other and we had long conversations and he made me feel better during those first few days. So I decided to take a psychometry workshop and psychometry is all about getting in touch with your psychic abilities through touch. So everyone took one item, such as a necklace or a bracelet or a book that they owned, and we passed it around in a circle. And people were asked to get in touch with the psychic energy behind that object. And I thought, this is totally wacky. There's no way that I'm going to be able to touch someone else's object and get any essence of who that person is. But my own necklace ended up in someone else's hand. And he took the necklace and he said, I don't know why, but I'm getting a very strong imagery of an hourglass. And I said to him, well, that's because I keep this necklace draped on a giant hourglass back home. I was kind of shocked that maybe the psychic thing was working but also still very skeptical and unsure what to make of the whole situation. Then the next day, I entered a sweat lodge. If you've never been in a sweat lodge before, it's this very small dome that's completely covered in blankets, and they fill it up with these hot rocks. They asked us all to take off our clothes and stand around the fire, which we did. It was very cold out and it was a solemn moment. We went inside. There were six of us crammed very close together in a dark space. Two guys were shoveling hot stones into the sweat lodge, 
and placing them in the center. As each stone came in, we were instructed to say, Welcome, Grandfather. We poured an herbal mixture of water over the stones, creating this steam that penetrated everything, and it smelled like tobacco and sage. And then we started chanting for Earth. We tapped into the deepest parts of our bellies, and we chanted whatever songs and words came out. It sounded like, And I was very uncomfortable, very, very hot and sweating, and my muscles were cramped. But I decided to stick through, and he had us chant for air. And we all chanted and sang songs for air, and then for fire. And I was just resisting and fighting. And we got to water. We were all chanting for water. And I felt this immense peace wash over me. And all my anxiety and my discomfort just melted away. And I suddenly felt like I was sitting cross-legged in the middle of the stars with galaxies all around me in this cosmic stillness. From that moment on, I was very calm and at peace throughout the festival. And if you've ever read Harry Potter, you might remember in the sixth book, Harry Potter takes a potion called Felix Felicis. And that potion made him be at the right place at the right time, no matter what. It was like a drug that made him fit perfectly into the world and do all the right things. And I have no better way of describing how I felt for those next few days. No matter where I went, it was the right place to be. No matter who I was talking to, it was the right conversation to be having. No matter what I saw, it was beautiful and perfect. I was feeling all these things through the power of the meditation. I hadn't done any drugs. It was a completely drug-free week. That night, we did a ritual to Arishkagal, the Babylonian goddess of the underworld. I waited around a fire for my name to be called, and I remember at that moment looking into the flames of the dancing fire and feeling as though I could actually speak to the fire. I reached Arishkagal, the goddess of the underworld, which was really just a gay guy dressed in a black cloak with a hook for a hand. <laughs> and I'm thinking at the same time, this is so silly and it's so profound all at once. It came time to say goodbye and we had a closing circle. I asked Odin if I might say a few words, and he said, of course. I addressed everyone in the group. I said, I wanted to thank all of you for creating a safe space, such an open and accepting environment where I knew that I wouldn't be judged. And I realized as I was saying it that I had tears streaming down my face. I remember the sunset that night as the most beautiful sunset I'd ever seen in my life. It was 
purple and orange and pink and green and all these colors that I'd never expected to see in the sky. And I felt looking out at that display that I wasn't alone. Odin then invited the weather witches to come back into the circle because it would be irresponsible to leave their weather spell up in the sky. So the weather witches asked all of us in the circle to focus on dissipating the disc that they had cast into the sky. And within the next 10 or 15 minutes, to imagine that that five mile radius in the sky was slowly closing in and allowing the natural weather patterns to resume their course. I packed my tent into my car, I loaded up my bags, and I was ready to drive out when I noticed a slight drizzle starting. I said my goodbyes, the drizzle was turning into a heavy rain, and then eventually a massive downpour. I turned to one of the weather witches and I said, hey, your weather spell really worked. And he lifted an eyebrow at me and said, yeah, of course, why wouldn't it? That is all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.